Sports Entertained is recorded live at twitch.tv slash baldyandthebeast. Come check us out every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and watch the matches right along with us. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Bront. I'm Willem. And welcome back to Baldy. We are Baldy and the Beast. Excuse me. Welcome back <laughs> to another exciting episode of Sports Entertained. Willem. Yeah. What are we doing today? Today we are watching. Oh my god, I forgot the fucking name. Today we're watching Dean Malenko versus. <laughs> Al- <laughs> we're watching Dean Malenko versus Ultimo Dragon from Starcade 1996. Yes. Um. So, I, I I'm the uh, research guy. There's really not a whole <laughs> lot going on with this match. Um. Just to you know, fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Um. To get back in reigns, this did happen on December the 29th of 1996. At the Nashville, nah, Nashville, Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, in front of nine thousand and thirty people, yeah. which, for their biggest show of the year, seems a little low. Well, okay, so this was ninety six. So it was let's see December twenty ninth, nineteen ninety six. So it was. God, my body, my body, my, my my body didn't want to get that fucking word out of my mouth. Um. It's five months, so it's post-NWO starting, but I feel like they didn't really get, they didn't really start up and, like, move into that type of stuff until probably 97 sometime, because that's around the time that, like, 97's really the start of, like, the Attitude Era in wrestling in general. Yeah. So, I I feel like this is, like, the end of pre-Attitude Era wrestling, and then, like, right at the start of 97, that's when shit really started getting going. I still feel like with this card, I could have sold more tickets. Yeah. Maybe not me, but like somebody that does this thing. Bookers could have probably sold more than 9,000 tickets, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. The, the main event was by all means, like if you look at name value, a dream match because it's Hogan versus Piper, but it's, it's in 96. So there's not really, not really a lot going on there. What's that meme? It's uh, the the girl where it's like Hogan Piper in '96, Hogan Piper '86. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, um, this match that we're watching today is to unify the J Crown Championship, which from New Japan, Ooh. and the WCW Cruiserweight Title. Uh, so both men are coming in champions, technically. Okay. Like I said before, there's really not a lot of information. But this match is regarded as a banger. Like, And looking at the two men in it, I'm going to go ahead and say not surprising. Yeah. Um, God, both these guys can work. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a ledge um, be, and just kind of show how much of, like, not a hardcore mark I am. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Dean Malenko or Ultimo Dragon match. Oh, you've never seen a Malenko match? I've seen some Malenko no. matches. No, it's and it's not like I'm I'm aware the guys work and I know how well that he works. I've just never gone out of my way to watch a match. Also, I need to point out that on on WWE Network's tags for this, it's not Ultimo Dragon. It's Ultimate Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Good I, job. I wonder if he ever was in the dub and that was their name for him. He was in the dub, and he was Ultimo Dragon. Was he Ultimo Dragon? Yeah. Okay. Because I could see Vince being like, 
Ultimo Dragon is lame. Your Ultimate Dragon, yeah. that's where it's at. That's the good shit. No, the reason that I know he was in the dub is because he was in one of the, uh, like, the very early PS2 WWF games. And he was there, and he had the Ricky Steamboat entrance theme. That's the only thing that I remember about him. Okay. Did he have that in real life, do you know? I have no idea. He might, uh, well, we w- we wouldn't know here because it was the WWE Steamboat entrance theme. It was very different than what probably what it was in WCW. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, let's get into that card. Yes. Uh, the opener is our match. Have we ever done an opener before? This might be a channel first. I don't think so. We, we usually don't do the curtain jerker. No, usually they're not this goddamn good. Yeah, all right. Um, but uh, next up in the match was Akira Hokuta versus Medusa. Um, I'm not familiar with Hokuto's work at all. Like, I, I actually, I, I, her name. I need to correct myself. I think we may have done one opener before, and I think that was um, Brett Owen at Mania Ten. I think that was the opener on that. Yep, card. you are right. That was the curtain jerker. Yep, you're right. Anyway, uh, continue. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not familiar with Akira Hokuto at all, but I do know Medusa was probably the best women's wrestler in the States at the time. So yep. that was probably better than any other women's match you were going to see. Yep. Um, then next up, we have especially Liger Mysterio. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Liger versus Mysterio. Um, little precursor of what you might see on the channel later, because that <laughs> just sounds fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, and it just says a no disqualification match. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to check. It is Chris Benoit. What okay. a shock! I um, I'm not like I'm not super surprised with that. But there all there was one card that we did before that was a WCW card where they did like the Benoit treatment, but Benoit wasn't in the match. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I what, what card was that? It might have been uh, Starcade, no, uh, Bash at the Beach when we did um, Birth of the NWO. Yeah, I think I remember what card you were talking about. No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was, um, it was Halloween Havoc. Because I, I remember, no I, it was Halloween Havoc because I remember one of the people in the match was the Shockmaster. Okay, don't remember what you're talking about, but I'll agree. Okay. Yes, did happen. Continue. Um, Next up, we have the Outsiders versus the Face of Fear. I will bet my life savings who went over on that match. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, GDP versus Eddie Grail for the U.S. title, which was next, which Ooh. that's got to be good. That sounds like it could uh, be real good. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Giant, also known as The Big Show, versus Lex Luger and Hogan versus Piper. The less said about that match. Probably the better. Yeah, both of those matches were probably, like, huge on paper, but fucking thumbs down. Big ol' thumbs I'd down. Stinkers. much rather watch Big Show Lex Luger, uh, the giant Lex Luger, because at least in 96, the giant could move. He was throwing drop kicks and doing That's top true. rope shit. That's like, true. I'd, I'd much rather watch that match. Yeah. Uh, that's me. Are you ready to get into the meat and potatoes? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into this match. Um, Like we said at the beginning, this is the curtain jerker, the first match on the card. 
So if you want to go and get on there, it's going to be starting like they they had no preamble on this one. They did like maybe a short video package, and this match came out right out of the gates. Yep. Um, if you hit the thing on the on the network, the match is going to be starting at two minutes and forty nine seconds. Let me turn down my audio. I'm going to test real quick, just to. You are a wee loud. I was going to wait till we got into the thing Am to I? tell you though. Okay. Yeah, I just noticed. Let me. I'm not. Well, su- I'm I'm not super loud. Okay, yeah, I am a little loud on the uh, on the old microphone or on the old uh, the old readings. So let me. Let While me, you're doing me. that, I will stall for time, and give <laughs> the first ever five second pose countdown thing. Okay. How close are you? I'm good. We're good. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> you're, a fucking, <laughs> you're a fucking goob. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> hey, that guy's almost as bald as me. Yeah. Welcome to the show, kid. The nine belt match. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah, this was back when Ultimo Dragon had fucking 843 belts. Wait a minute. He is Ultimate Dragon. At this time, he is Ultimate Dragon. It's not a fuck oh. up. Okay. Well, I'm still calling him <laughs> Ultimo Dragon. I don't care. I mean, he's Ultimo Dragon in general, but I think that's WCW's fuck up. Huh. Maybe <laughs> the thing I thought Vince did is what Ted Turner did. Right. Listen here, kid. Uh, I know you're Ultimo Dragon elsewhere, but uh, I think here in WCW you should be uh, the Shockmaster. No, I'm kidding. No. Oh, he's got the green mist. He's got, like, green lipstick on, too. He's got a cool look. He does have a cool look to him. Oh, uh, Dusty is calling this match. Dusty. There is a god. I love listening to Dusty call yeah, shit. I think if Dusty was still alive right now, he'd probably be on that AEW probably, table. Probably, yeah. Yep. Probably in the in the place of JR. No yep. offense to JR, I just don't think... I think JR is there in part to draw in lapsed fans. Yeah. And I think Dusty would have filled that role. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and... Uh... Like I said, I love like I'm aware of Dean's work and I know how good of a worker he is. Um, I'm gonna ruin Dean Malenko for you. His head's way too big for his fucking body. He has neck surgery at some point. Yeah, he did. I want to wait. I'm gonna get a front <laughs> shot of him. I want to see if he does really have a big ass head. Yeah, yeah. He has he, he has a head of somebody about. 50 pounds and five inches taller than he is. Yeah. I mean, he's got the work rate of somebody his size. Yeah. Yeah. God, you fucking... (laughs) (laughs) You ruined everything. I did it. I got another one. I don't know if you've ruined the entirety of Dean Malenko for me, (laughs) but it's definitely going to be at least minutely harder to watch these matches. Um... I I'll, I'll I'll not say it. I'll not say it. Never mind. Say it. Just say it. Uh, Dean Malenko looks like a big little person. 
it, it's just his proportions. It's just the proportions. Like I can't like, I can't not see it and not say it. Literally to change the subject, Mike Tanay <laughs> is on commentary. Mr. TNA, Mike Tanay himself. Yep. Sonny Ono is here as well. I don't know uh, who that is. is. Sonny Ono sued the shit out of WCW <laughs> and won. That's funny. Because they had him do stuff that was racist. I will okay. let you find your shocked face. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, yeah, not shocked at that. Uh, who, you know who else sued the WCW for a ton of money? Hogan. Paul Heyman. Oh. That's, that's where he got a lot of the money to fund ECW. That's, I, you know, I guess that kind of makes sense. I guess I never really figured, like, it, it never would have occurred to me to figure out where uh, Paul Heyman would have got the money to uh, to fund ECW. Yep. But there it is. Sued the shit out of WCW. I, I'm trying to remember what for. Wrong for termination, maybe? I don't remember. Yo, this match is fucking kicking off really good. Yeah, they're doing um, some stuff that would translate super well to today. Hell yeah. I have no idea who Sonny Ono is. I know the name. I have no idea who he is. I'm trying to think if he was ever in the dub. I don't remember. I know him from his WCW work. Was he a wrestler or was he just like a guy? As far as I'm aware, he was a manager. Okay. Ooh, big old kick. He's pissing off that guy in the front row. Yep. Like a good heel manager should. Hell yeah. God, this, like... 100%. This match would translate today, at least given the first, like, three, four minutes of it. Although, granted... uh, you know, it's it's a WCW curtain trick, right? I can't imagine this match is going to go too much, too much longer than it already has. Oh, I think that's where you're wrong. I'm pretty sure this match goes like 18 minutes. Oh, shit. Okay. Let me check my phone, because I think it was up when I looked up star ratings for something else. Okay. Yeah, this match goes 1830. Goddamn. Okay. No, I just, I know what time, I know what era it is. Like, it's mid-90s WCW with the cruiserweights. They always have, like, short matches that end a little before they should. Yep. So I'm excited now. Like, I'm excited to watch a little bit more of this. Ugh. Oh, boy. Sorry about the dead air there for a second. I had to itch my eyeball. I'm enjoying the match. I have no apologies. <laughs> well, I mean, we are doing a show, so we need to we need to keep keep the keep the verbiage flowing. Well, maybe they can just watch the match, and they won't need verbiage because they'll be watching this great ass match. Fantastic! Yeah. Gets my seal of approval. <laughs> it's been four wish... minutes. It's been four minutes. Fantastic match. Love it. I wish we had like a little button I could hit. So a little seal Ooh. giving a thumbs up popped up on the screen. Yeah. When I say my seal of approval, it's a literal seal. <laughs> the seal of approval. And it's just, <laughs> like, it's just a seal. Like, no, like we, it, it's not, it's not even, make that happen? it's not even doing anything. It's just a seal just <laughs> sitting there. Not even thumbs up. Just like, 
sealed. Hey, my computer just totally fuckered up. Where oh, are you at no. The I'm at uh, 950, 951, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Eight. Okay, we're eight. back even. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to make you... I probably should have paused it for a second, but... No, I had count. I, I actually got ahead of you and just oh. waited. Okay. Cool. So it worked out well the way the tags work. Cool. This ref looks very WCW ref. Yeah. 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 God damn. I like how they wanted to get away from Southern wrestling, yeah. but they never changed the outfits of their referees. Ooh, uh, Dean Malenko just tried to do a kip up and he fucking failed. <laughs> Yeah. Like he kipped up and he's like, oh no, I fell to one knee. Not to discount being able to do a kip up. I couldn't even fucking try. I can barely stand up. Yeah, I know. I got back issues, man. You had to tell me. I, me too. Yeah. Man, there's some fucking impact on these moves. On to the outside. Yep. Well, this is definitely, these guys... this is definitely post- the period in WCW where if you were on the outside, you were getting disqualified because that was a yeah. thing for a little while. And the, oh, I was going to say end of the top rope period. Oh. But maybe Goddamn. Ultimo Dragon yeah. is fucking good. Yeah. These guys, I, I've, I've seen more of Dean than I have of Ultimo Dragon, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Not as a knock to Dean, but I just wish I'd watch more on Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Um, but. These guys, I feel like, would both translate today. Oh, yeah. I, I don't 100%. feel like... If, if you threw them in a time machine, put them in a ring, I don't think they'd miss a beat. Yep. This is but good. But a, a lot of, like, the style, though, was the Japanese style. That has really grown into what the majority style is today in a lot mm-hmm. of places. Yeah. Yep, I can agree with that. However, I I feel like it's kind of gone both ways because at the time the like the big popular Japanese style at this time was the King's Road style, and that was like that that's the reason that uh, any of the guys that were wrestling in, in at this time they didn't make it past the like mid two thousands. Like that's the entire reason that uh, Masawa like died in the ring of internal decapitation, and like everybody else is just done forever. <laughs> Because they they absolutely did not take care of their necks. No, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm guys. really worried that uh, Slick Billy with the big Willie is going to go that way. Oh yeah. Um, but he's been getting better recently. For I, a while there, Slick Billy with the big Willie did not take care of his neck. No, I feel like uh, <laughs> there there are a few guys that are going to go that same road, uh, like. Will Ospreay's going to do that. Uh, no, no, he's not. He's going to learn. And Slick Billy with the Big Willie, he's going to wrestle forever. Okay. Uh, Takahashi's probably going to wind up doing that. He's he's ending up yeah. that way. Um, Ibushi will probably wind up going that way because he does not give a fuck about his neck. No. Uh, Naito, probably. Naito's better than everybody else he's listed so far. Right, but he still doesn't give two shits about his neck. No. He only does it on big occasions, but yeah. Ibushi will be like, I'll just fucking spike myself right now, I don't care. Yeah, no, right. Um, who else? Not really a lot of people in America. No, it's it's definitely a lot more of the uh, 
the guys working the strong style. But maybe Phoenix, you could argue. Phoenix, probably Phoenix. But I think that's more just because he tries to do crazy shit and it's hard and he fucks up. Yeah. Rather than like the Abushi level of Abushi just like will throw his all into it and sometimes that means landing on your head. Yeah. Um somebody who like who definitely works that same style, but you've never seen him do anything bad. It was fucking Ricochet. Like Ricochet, he's always been crisp and clean with all of his moves. You yep. you don't see there have not been a lot of televised botches, and there have not been a lot of really bad neck spots for Ricochet. Can I just... I know this isn't totally on what we're talking about right now, hmm. but I love how I've just started referring to Will Ospreay as Slick Billy with the Big Willie, and you have not once like asked me. We haven't talked about it. It hasn't been expanded <laughs> upon. It's just... You just accepted it. Well, the bit would have been perfect if you didn't fucking talk about it. Uh, if you don't know fucking <laughs> why are you watching this channel like, i'm gonna what? keep on slick billy with the big willy why are you taking the time out of the deep cuts if you don't know who slick billy with the big willy is yeah you're going to and i i'm totally buying oh. that shirt i i think just for the shits and giggles i'm gonna ask my mom to buy it for me for christmas yeah i want this shirt Back on the match, there's been... Okay, I, I understand that we've been not talking a whole lot about the match. We've been trying to keep, like... I, I shit on Bront for, you know, trying to pay attention to the match, and now we're talking about other stuff and not paying attention to the match. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there's just... A, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the match is just really, really good wrestling. Um, but there's not really a lot, like, notable spots. So it's not, like, a spot to talk about. You just kind of watch it, and you're just enjoying it. Because there's been a lot of really good mat wrestling going on. Well, Malenko was the man of a thousand holds, was he not? Yeah. Well, he's got one of them thousand holds on right now. That's a really weird yeah. Indian Deathlock. That is a very weird Indian Deathlock. I uh, I almost wonder like how many weird Indian Deathlocks Dean Malenko knows out of his thousand holds. Seeing as every leg hold is just a weird Indian Deathlock, probably at least like 500. Yeah. Ha have he should be called... He should be called the man of 500 weird Indian deathlocks. Yeah. New gimmick for you, Dean. Call up your boys. We'll, we'll go 50-50 with you on the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is where it slows down a little bit. More of that old school yeah. style. But these guys pull it off super well. Because, like, I think... And I think that guys have proved this even recently. You can have a dude in a submission for a minute or two and have it still be interesting. Yeah. Um, well, well, when we watched uh, Kurt Sean like a, a week or two ago, that was like the finish of the match was just like the ankle lock that was held for a very long time. Also, that was a big fucking drop kick. Dean Malenko just uh, held up Ultimo Dragon's leg and just drop kicked him right in the leg. He literally kicked the leg out of his leg. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, that looked really fucking rough too. And he's just going back to work. Back the to leg. Like, that storytelling, the storytelling in this match is that Ultima Dragon's leg is fucked up, and Dean's working that leg. Yep. The other one I was thinking about, um, which was more recent, was Jungle Boy Chris Jericho when they had that ten minute challenge. 
Oh, yeah. Chris Jericho had him in the walls for like literally fucking two minutes. Yep. But it was it told and done in such a way where it didn't feel like a drug. Right. Uh, on the opposite end of that, isn't there a um, there it, it, around the same time as this? There was a I think it was it was like Bret Hart versus fucking Bob Backlund or something like that, and the like four minutes if not more of that match was just somebody in a weird submission hold i don't know if it was like backland had bret hart in a chicken wing or if hart had backland in the sharpshooter for a very long time and it just didn't end was that where backland won the title it might have been i don't remember i don't remember Let's stop talking about that because I'm going to bitch about why you would get back <laughs> on the title in fucking 96. That'd be like, God, who's somebody that retired 15 years ago? That'd be like, that'd be like WWE putting the title on. That'd be like WWE putting the title on Heidenreich. Oh, come on. Bob Backlund at peak was a little bigger than fucking Heidenreich. Okay. Uh, that'd be well, like. A little more credit. Let's go. Well, that's the thing about the fucking ruthless aggression era is that people didn't retire at that time. That's yeah. okay. That's like that's like if the dub put the title on Shawn Michaels now. That's about that's about accurate. And Shawn Michaels right now could still work the boots off of Bob Backlund in '96. Yeah, I know, right? Remember, like two years ago, when we were supposed to get Shawn Michaels AJ at the Rumble, and it never happened. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, God. That would have been the best thing. Oh, Dean Bond hit a big tombstone. Ooh, jumping tombstone pile driver onto Ultimo Dragon. Oh, I'm sorry, Ultimate Dragon. I'm calling, I've am i called him Ultimo Dragon the whole match. Yeah. It's okay. And Ultimo Dragon Dude. kicking out of a tombstone. NWO is fucking hot. Look at all those NWO shirts in the crowd. Yeah, I know, right? I'd oh, say probably shit. 20% of that crowd has NWO shirts on already. Yep. Demon Lango about to put him in the Texas Cloverleaf. Ultimo Dragon that, crawling his way to the ropes. That That's almost like the way Bullet Club was at WWE shows a few years ago. Yep. Oh. Probably 20% of everybody had some kind of Bullet Club merch on. Oh, yep. what a nice power oh. bomb. The Tiger Driver. One, two. That ain't it. That ain't it. Not today. Also, I want to point out how, like, I feel like the Texas Cloverleaf as a submission finisher is super underrated. I love that move. I feel like it's just a weird Indian deathlock. I I enjoy it as a as a submission finisher. Oh no, that was something I don't think I've ever seen before. I think that was a fuck up because Ultimate Dragon's selling on the outside now. That was a fuck up. I feel like what was supposed to happen is Dean was supposed to do that diving cross body into him and they were both supposed to tumble to the outside and then Ultimo Dragon just didn't tumble to the outside. Yeah. Go on about your business. Go on about your business, baby. Ooh. Big spinning heel kick. Oh. Oh. What a nice moonsault. I know, right? This is definitely a match that would translate today. Like, even with yep. the slow bit in the middle where Dean was working the leg, that's just, you know, good storytelling stuff that would definitely work in today's wrestling world. Yep. 
I love watching old matches like this, and you're just like, wow, this is this is great. Yeah, this, I know. this holds up. Like it's shit that you would never expect to see out of an era like this because '96 was a very slow era, especially the opener. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so if you've got the curtain jerker going on, if you got the opening match, you got to put on a match that's gonna like, that's gonna sell, that's gonna get the crowd excited, that's gonna get people to, excited to watch your show. Oh, selling the leg. Selling the leg. Try to moonsault. Hit the hit the hit hit the hit. Uh, can't speak. Hit the hit, knee hit on the, the canvas. Yep, hit his knee and uh, hurt, was selling it. Yep. Got that cloverleaf. This is over. Dean's got the cloverleaf in right there. Oh. That's it, Ultimo. Nope, Sonny Ono. Well, I mean, there's a reason you don't hear about uh, Dean Malenko being nine belts Malenko. I don't know if all nine belts are on the line right now. I don't know. Well, they said it was a unification match. I don't fucking know. Oh. Uh, oh. I I think. God, I love a good brain buster. In my research, I'm pretty sure it's just the Super J title, crown, the Super J crown, or whatever. Yeah, I. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Very much could Ult- be wrong. Ultimo Dragon over here pulling out fucking Will Osprey levels of kickouts. Yep. He's just kicking out of everything. Holy shit. Going behind. What we got here? Try to go to the dragon suplex, but nope, that ain't this, happening. This sequence would work today, too. Yep. Oh. Wow. Holy shit. This is impressive. Oh, the straight jacket suplex. That's it. What a fantastic finish. Yep. That was fucking great. Yeah. And you can just, you can see the feeling on Dean's face. He's like, no, it shouldn't have ended that way. I wonder if he's going to heal it the fuck up here. I like that new Japan shirt that Sonny Ono's got on. Yeah. Can I think one of those are in my size I can find on eBay? Fuck, I don't know. Oh, man. That was good shit. Like, that that was a... That match, like, it had its time in the middle. Like, like we... Okay, I'm going to pause this so that we can... So I can chat about this a little bit. So, like, I was talking in the middle of the match... That like, you know, we we were just kind of chatting a bit in the middle about stuff that was going on, and we weren't really calling a lot of the match stuff. But that was one of those matches that you could like, you put it on, it's great at the beginning, you see some spots go on, and then it slows down in the middle and gives you so gives you some time to breathe, like some other matches could give you some time to breathe, and then it really picks up and like it just it's spot after spot and it goes into the finish. That's the go home for the match. Like it, you don't. You don't have to be edge of your seat action for 18 minutes because 18 minutes is a long time to sit and watch any one thing. Yep. And that was just a good, especially for the match on this card, that was a good, solid opening match. Happy with it. In happy news, my stream cut out immediately after the match ended. Good. And now it will not let me do anything. Well, so at least we got the match done. Thank God. <laughs> Also, I, I loved that finishing sequence there because it was just, they kept going for, uh, they both kept going for the dragon suplex and then they would like, somebody would slip out and they'd be real slippery about it and they would like escape and try and go for the suplex again. And then they'd try and get into a pin 
and then they like just keep moving into move after move and then it wound up finishing with um Ultimo Dragon catching Dean off guard by not going for the str- the dragon suplex again going for the straight jacket suplex. Yeah. Getting the pin on that one. And visibly and- you just see Dean distraught with himself. He's like, "Man, I fucking missed it right at the end. I screwed up." Yep, and it gives him a good like reason to come back and challenge again. Yep, because booking like that is fantastic. Where it's the guy lost and he lost clean, but it wasn't like definitive. Right, could have gone either way. Still, I love when they do that. Right, he lost clean, but the match wasn't over. Like the job wasn't done. It was just yeah. a a victory was had, but the match is not over. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that rivalry wasn't over and we're not just talking out of our ass. Well, I mean, it was 96 WCW, so the rivalry was probably over. Mm-hmm. Or, it like, it, it like concluded on an episode of Nitro, like, two weeks later. Who knows? Either way, it's not a thing that we can... We will very easily find on the network. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, let's do ratings. How did you feel that was? I think that I want to go first. I kind of was going, I was kind of acting like I was going to shoot to you, but then I was like, no, <laughs> let's shoot to me. Okay. Um, I'm thinking four and a quarter. Four and um, quarter. Okay. That The work was fantastic. I mean, they were doing a, a lot of really, really good athletic moves. They were a lot of stuff that probably at the time blew some people's brains. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that, the two uh, Asai Moonsault, spots those were definitely some stuff that you just did not see at this time yeah i mean if that match happened today it'd probably be closer to three three and a half stars yeah i am giving it a little bit of a buff because like they were pine i don't want i don't know if i want to say pioneering but they were definitely closer to the cutting edge of yeah. what they were doing so really really good yeah um i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna agree with you on that one i'm gonna give it four and a quarter um, it was a good match. They had a lot of really good work in the middle of it. They had, like like I said, they had a really good spot where, you know, they let you breathe so you could, like, you know, really get a chance to appreciate what's going on in the match. Um, they had, a, like, the storytelling segment where um, Dean was just working the leg and then he finally wound up getting him into the cloverleaf, but he didn't wind up tapping. The, the only way that it would have been a better finish for me, at least, is if this wound up being the conclusion to the story if Dean was working the leg and he wound up winning with the Cloverleaf. That's the only way that this could have been better for me is if that was the conclusion of this. But it was the J-Crown was on the line, which I'm pretty sure the J-Crown was all of Ultimo Dragon's belts. I think... Oh, was it? I think the J-Crown was just called... Like, that's what all of his belts together were called. Okay. So it, I don't see why they would put all of those on Dean Malenko. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So if it, it was a, makes... if it was for like one of the titles or like a non-title match, I could have seen Dean going over in this match. But given who it is and what it was all for, it ha- it kind of had to end this way, especially for the f- the the opener for the card. And it makes sense too because if you think about it, if you had all those belts, I'm assuming a primary or they were primarily Japanese belts. Yeah, probably a huge star in Japan. NWO Japan, if hasn't already been started, was probably at least in the pipeline. Yeah. It was probably at least being talked about at this point. So getting eyes, seeing Japanese eyes on the WCW product 
which probably wasn't that hard with guys like Liger and Ultimo Dragon and God else, who else they have. They had um, the lady that was wrestling on her blaze whose name I'm blanking on. Akira Hokuto. Yeah, that's just this card. Like, yeah. So I feel like they were trying to drum up that interest, and it probably worked. Well, I feel like um, th- this was the time where um, – so in, J- in Japanese wrestling, New Japan wasn't always king shit. Um, yes. In the 90s, All Japan was the top tier because All Japan is where they had um, people like Misawa, where they had uh, Kenta Kobashi, where they had um, where they had Tawe, where they had um, – the, the 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 big I can't remember the name of them, but it's like something it, the the three heavenly somethings or the four heavenly somethings. I can't remember what the actual name is, but there were four guys in all Japan that were like the kings and the like the standard for Japanese wrestling at the time. So having these smaller guys come in and do like a showcase for New Japan's juniors division, that's kind of what these were here for, and it did a really good job because. Even today, the juniors are seen as just, like, the top tier of that style of wrestling. I love the juniors division. Yeah. Like, it's... Good. It's it's presented in a way where, yes, they are all smaller than the heavyweights, but that's not looked at as a negative. They're just... It's just a different division, but it's on the same tier. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the way they present it. Because even when they move guys up, Part of the difficulty of moving up, to bring up my favorite wrestler in the world, Slick Billy with the Big Willie, when he moved up, he lost a lot of matches against heavyweight guys for a mm-hmm. while because he was used to wrestling smaller guys and he had to adapt his style to a harder-hitting, stronger... Style. Group of people, yeah. And yeah. I, I like how they do that. They're equal but different. Yep. I, I really appreciate that because like, there, at no point, like when you're watching something like the Super J-Cup or uh, best of the super juniors you never think oh these are just kind of the mid card guys no these are guys that are legitimately putting on great match of the year contender matches and they just so happen to be in the mid card yep and they can headline shows and they do yep um i'm going to surprise you with a segment that i i just thought of just now because we came up with it when we were doing um uh mudahase um, who, I, I feel like we could make this into a regular segment on, especially on these matches that we watch that are like older style, but we talked a lot about how, um, this match could very easily translate today. Who are two guys today that could remake this match and still have it be as entertaining? Hmm. One of these <laughs> is going to be easier than the other to do. Who does yeah, the... Zack Sabre Jr. for Dean Malenko. Um, and who could take Ultimo Dragon's place? Fuck it. I'm going to be biased. Slush Billy with the Big Willie. Um, <laughs> I really, I, there's probably a lot of guys that could take, you know, uh, yeah. Trent Beretta could probably take Ultimo Dragon's spot and have a banger with Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. Um, who do you got? I, I'm going to agree with you on Zack Sabre Jr., but my Ultimo Dragon replacement, Aleister Black. Ooh, I want in on your match. I want to watch <laughs> that. That's also very good. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Aleister Black. That's some good shit right there. Yeah, maybe not. How about uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tommy End? Um, okay, Zack Sabre Jr. We- versus Tommy End. I'm good on Yeah, let's do that. 
I don't know if I want to watch the Aleister Black version because that means that it would be in the dub, and that means that they would make Zack Saber Jr. wrestle like not Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. So. So yeah, I feel like that's that's a fun segment that we could like we could do for a match like this because yeah, you know like not... yeah, it, it's just there there are a lot of these matches that we go back and we look uh if if you look back on older wrestling a lot of it doesn't translate very well like a lot of matches are really slow a lot of the like hogan andre <laughs> hogan andre that's very slow very very slow it's absolutely influential to the history of wrestling because it was one of if not the biggest match at the time it is an awful worked match. <laughs> yeah. It, it there's no like working there's no wording it a different way. It's an awfully worked match. Um and there are other matches like that too, like um anything with Ultimate Warrior. Um just, or like any any mid-card match that was in like the 80s to like mid to late 90s. They were all slow plotting matches. And none of them were like, none of them translate today. But there are some speckled in there, some gems that are salt and peppered their way throughout um, throughout history that could translate to today. Like this match did. Um, Eddie Ray from the first match Ooh. that we ever did uh, that would translate to today. Um, Hogan's or not Hogan, uh, Flair Steamboat, um, Savage Steamboat. Really, most Steamboat matches would translate to today. But those are just some examples. But there are a ton that could translate to today. And I feel like it would be fun to kind of dream remake a lot of these matches with modern-day wrestlers that could maybe not easily take the spots of the guys from the past, but like who have a similar enough style that we could do something like that. Yeah, that I, I do like the idea. That's pretty, pretty yeah. good. Uh, but I was going to say back... The reason in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, it wasn't about being a good worker back then. Yeah. It was about being a big, beefy boy. Yeah. Big, beefy men slapping meat. Yeah. You yep. can tell what Vince liked. Yeah. Till, if, I'm telling you, if there was ever, like, a push to get steroids legalized again, Vince is going to be at least partially funding it. God. Guaranteed. Yeah. Because he loves him some big, beefy boys. Yep. Gotta have that beef. Gotta have that beef. Well, did you have anything to say? Anything else to say about this here match? Um, about this match, no. But I am. I'll, I'll go out and just say it. So I got my flags in. So um, I haven't put them up yet. But for anybody watching at home, I'm sure like this backdrop here, this thing that I'm that I've got going on, like that I've had since fucking day one. It's not very entertaining, I and mean, there's not really a whole lot of shit. I'm, as you can tell, over time, I've been trying to improve what I've got going on because it's just me and my computer room, and I had a really shitty light that didn't like have a cover on it. So I'm trying to improve my whole setup. So what I've done is I went on Pro Wrestling Tees, and I bought two flags. I bought myself an AEW flag and a New Japan flag. I'm going to be replacing this curtain that is just covering up my closet with them flags provided I can find a way to fucking do that because I got them on Saturday and I couldn't get them up and it made me very mad. You're Mark. You don't have a WWE flag. You're an indie Mark. Your opinions on wrestling don't matter. 
Brett screwed uh, Brett. Brett screwed. Brett did screw Brett. <laughs> um, that's one of my unpopular wrestling opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Brett kind of screwed. Listen, I'm sorry. I understand he didn't like Sean. He should have. He should have done the job. Yeah. Yeah. He if he would have just done the job. Yeah. That I, I'll kind of. I'll kind of. I'll kind of give you that one. Brett really kind of did screw Brett. Now that being said, if he had just done the job, wrestling history would be entirely different. Oh, a thousand. So, percent. I'm so glad he didn't do the job. Yeah. But just do the. If you have to lose, that's that's wrestling. I'm sorry. Well, I yes, mean, you know, Sean was a dickhead, but. You know, if uh, if Brett didn't do the job, then ninety percent of wrestling YouTubers wouldn't have a platform anymore because just about everybody's talked about the Montreal screw job. Yeah, there. I'm sure if you look at like YouTube wrestling channels from three four years ago, about a hundred percent, all of them had some sort of video that was covering the Montreal screw job. Yeah. And now, that is, and that is one thing that we will probably do in the future. Yeah. Now, to defend, <laughs> to defend Brett a little bit, Sean never dropped any of his belts either. Yeah. Like, he he came up with all kinds of reasons not to drop his fucking belts. So, it's not like what Brett was doing was entirely unprecedented in the WWF. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to give him too hard of a time. Because, you know, like I said, Sean didn't either. Hogan, a lot of times. Like, that was just the way it was done back then. Yeah, that was just the way it was done, and it just so happened to be there was a really weird circumstance for that that needed to happen. Yeah. Um. But also, they could have not screwed him and just let him like just let him, let him extend drop it his con- Yeah, extend his contract by one day legally. Yeah. Have him sign paperwork to legally extend by one day and have him <laughs> drop it on Raw, which is what he wanted to do. Yeah. That's not the point. We're getting way, way, way off topic. <laughs> Um, we're, we're talking too much 90s politics this is shit that happened 23 fucking years ago we don't need yeah. to talk about this anymore welcome to youtube wrestling channels yeah no, uh, <laughs> but uh on thursday we will be back we'll be doing the third and final part of our current trilogy yes um which i'm very excited about tlc2 yeah the one where they got uh the same formula as TLC one, but yep. add Rhino and Spike Dudley and Lita. Yep. For Le- even Le- more popcorn bullshit. Well, Lita was in TLC one, but yeah, add add Rhino and and Spike Dudley to the mix, and it's just more but better. Yes. So I'm excited um, for that. They showed a TLC three where they brought in a fourth person. Eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Talk but, about uh, jumping the shark. Yeah. They almost they oh they were real close to jumping the shark, adding a third person. Each. They were real close. It's they didn't do match. it though. Yeah, they didn't do it, but it was close. Yep. Um, but do you have anything else that you would like to say? Nope. I think I said my piece. Uh, I'd want to just head into the outro. Yep. Go ahead and do your spiel. All right. Well, thank you everybody for coming out and watching. If you haven't already, check us out wherever we're at in the description below. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook. Check us out if you haven't already. Throw us a follow over here at twitch.tv slash baldyandthebeast. If you want to, check out our audio-only podcast at Anchor or Spotify or wherever you have your audio podcast. All that stuff is in the description down below. Throw us a like on Facebook and uh, follow on Twitter, wherever you want to do that at. We will be back this Thursday watching TLC2 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Until then, everybody have a great day. We will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.